Welcome to the Gate Crashers Podcast, where we storm the gates of publishing and dare to talk about the realities of the industry. I'm your Ivory Tower representative, Amanda Liedeke, literary agent and vice president at McGregor and Liedeke. And I'm your self-publishing insider, Therese Crow, novelist and speaker. Street team versus influencer versus endorser. Oh my. <laughs> These, these three things, this, this, your street team, your influencers, and your endorsers, they are three different types of people who help authors with their books, right? right? But what I have discovered is that many authors have really no clue or very little clue as to what's an influencer, what's an endorser, what's a street team, how do you know who fits where? when you're looking at your list of people that you know and and what's like what's the difference between them well and i see these terms sometimes being used almost interchangeably or just the wrong definition being applied to them let's clarify these three categories and yeah. what they are what you use them for when you're an author and then in future episodes we're going to go more in depth as to who are these people Right. What do they do? What do right. they look like? You know? Yep. So first of all, let's look at your street team. And I'm going to tackle this one first because it's usually the easiest to understand. Yeah. Um, the street team is, that's your group of people who are readers. They aren't people with large followings. They aren't experts on your genre or on your topic. They are readers. They are lovers of your genre. And so they're just the average person on Facebook or on social media and you put them in a group and you energize them and they do things for you to help promote your book. This is also called a launch team. I happen to call them street teams because that's like a throwback to like music days of the past when right. you know, you'd write into your favorite band and they'd send you like their buttons and stickers and you'd plaster them all over your school. Um, so these are so yes, launch teams is probably like that's the term that most people use now. Oh, I've heard both. Well good because I, I feel like I feel like street team gets used because it sounds cooler and it implies more participation rather than just one day that it's kind of like this ongoing relationship it feels more like a community of people between mm -hmm. the author and their like mega fans who yeah. say yeah i want to be on the street team and i've seen a lot of times where authors like they really supply their street team with everything they need to help them have a successful launch so rather than for example relying on the people in your street team to come up with you know that basically it's ad copy for you know um social media posts, they'll give you multiple different options so mm -hmm. that, I mean, you can write your own, but they're making it nice and easy for you. Yep. Exactly right. I mean, their role is to spread the word about the book. The easier you make that, the more likely they are to participate. So that that's like the main ask, like join my street team and then you'll spread the word about my book. And then also usually the, the other main ask is to write a review. These people are usually the ones who then go on to Amazon and, you know, write a review on the day that they're assigned to write the review to, you know, 
kind of skirt the whole Amazon watchful eye <laughs> of the yep. of reviews. Uh, pretty simple, pretty straightforward. They're just regular people, right? They're not experts. They don't have big followings. They're just enthusiastic about you and your book. Okay, so then influencers. These are people who they have an established tribe of followers. Typically, this is on social media, but they could also be bloggers, they could be on TV, they could be on radio, like anyone that has like this established group of people who are interested in what they have to say. Um, And these people are then used to influence their followers to become interested in your book. Uh, They typically get a free copy of the book, and then many times they're sent like these boxes of of like the book plus some other like fun tchotchkes and then they open it and like look at the look at what came in the mail and they act surprised even though they're not um and that's how (laughs) it's usually done um I mean I know we pulled the curtain back but that was (laughs) (laughs) they do but they do like I can't believe this came can you believe they said yeah you've been emailing back and forth about this for the last six weeks yes you detailed how many pictures or how long the video had to be like come on this is all produced you know goodness if you follow any health or fitness people on instagram you've seen this where they're like look what keto protein shakes just sent me oh my gosh i know here's a discount for my followers well and i've always kind of wondered for like some of those unboxing videos do you think they ever like just flip the box upside down and then open the bottom and then just check and see, oh, okay, this, these, this is what they sent me. So now I can like look it up and know exactly what this product is. Cause sometimes their information is just too detailed. Maybe they just send it to them in an email, but I've, yeah. I've always thought like, it's just, it's not quite natural. It just no. doesn't quite hit the natural key a lot no. of times. No, because they, they know it's coming. They know it's in there and they've got their, I mean, they're professional. They're professional influencers. I mean, that's right. what these people are because they've got hundreds of thousands or tens of thousands of followers. Right. So yes, you are spot on with your, with, with the vibe <laughs> that you get from these things. So influencers are people who are primarily known for their interests, um, and their involvement in certain topics. So like health or fitness, fashion, spiritual growth, mental health, like there are influencers in all of these categories and more, of course, like it's like endless, the number of, of influencers out there. Um, and when they recommend something, their followers listen. So the best example are the Kardashian sisters. (laughs) Excellent. (laughs) I mean, when they, when they recommend something, their people listen. Oh, yeah. And they've built an entire empire on being influencers. I mean, of course, they have the reality show, but a lot of people are on reality TV and they don't build an empire, right? Right. So these women, they did. They built their empire. Now they're influencers selling makeup and whatever else. And my goodness, I've heard it's hundreds of thousands of dollars to get them to. Oh, I'm sure blurb your thing. Okay. So those are influencers. They are people who have a large following and they are typically on social media and they're just known for being in that space, but they aren't like experts at the space necessarily, which leads me to endorsers. Endorsers, that is like more of the expert. That's someone who like knows about that space. So for endorsers, for these experts, typically what you know what they do then is they offer an endorsement 
for the book. That's like a one line to one paragraph. Some of them will write the foreword if you ask. Um, but it's like this blurb that says, hey, this book is great and here's my name. You can put it on the front cover. Um, so that's what an endorser is. And that's, so again, very separate from influencers, two different roles, two different types of people. But I want it to be clear that the endorser can also be an influencer. They can, one person can be both things, but typically they're separated and there's, you've got your separate list of endorsers or your separate list of influencers. All right. So these people, so, so endorsers, these people are usually revered in their field or genre. They're seen as experts. They're the best of the best. They're people who have achieved a certain level of accomplishment and they may or may not have an established following of their own. Like, again, I, I think about if I wrote a medical book and um, if I knew Dr. Fauci, he, you know, he would be an endorser for my book. He doesn't really have like a Twitter, well, maybe he does now, but, but, but pre-pandemic, he did not have a Twitter following of a lot of people, right? He probably just had a very modest following if he had Twitter at all. But now he's viewed as an expert. People, you know, respect his opinion on the matters, on matters of medical knowledge. And so he would be a great endorser instead of an influencer. Um, another example is like George Martin or Nicholas Sparks. These are people who are at the top of their genre. They're, they're so respected that you see one of their names on the cover and you're just gonna be like, oh my goodness, yes, I need this book because Stephen King said it's amazing. I don't know why, but I just had an image come to mind of George R. R. Martin like endorsing a children's book and that was extremely humorous to me. Well, I mean, that's a good point though because you don't want your endorser to be like come out of left field, right? <laughs> I mean, but if I saw a children's book that had been endorsed by George Martin, I would definitely pick it up and read it. What are we teaching the kids today? Well, teaching them how to not finish your book series. That's what he's teaching them. Yeah, you're teaching them to not hand over control to two people who apparently hate the genre of fantasy. So those are endorsers. They're experts. They're people that you want their name on the cover of the, of the book. They aren't necessarily people who are going to be like rah-rahing and doing an unboxing video from their social media account, right? But with this, I think things can get muddied. I think many times authors look at their lists of people that they know and they still don't know, well, is this an endorser or is this an influencer? Like, where does this person fit? Um, so there's a couple of tricks that you can use to, to know who's who and where they fit. So the first is to, of course, write down your list of everyone that you know. Bloggers, speakers, writers, musicians, politicians, academics, thought leaders, social media people, podcasters, pastors, and the list goes on. I, of course, am reading that off because, I mean, it's, it's really just writing down everyone you know that has a following or that is an expert or that is just, you know, re revered for whatever. Um, and make sure that they are tied to the space that you're writing. Um, it doesn't really make much sense to write a fantasy novel and have the endorsement from Barack Obama. I mean, that would be awesome, but I don't really know if it's like going to get, <laughs> if it's going to get the bang for your buck that right. George Martin. That's probably would. a pretty expensive endorsement to get. And it doesn't really speak to anything about your fantasy, you know? 
Right. Right. Other it's than not gonna... Maybe it's got really great and accurate political drama, but. <laughs> well, and then he would be a great one, you know? Um, yeah. So yeah. So it just, you know, you've got to really think about what fits and, and who you know, and does it make sense for them to be helping me with my book when I consider the genre and all of that? Um, so you want to remove anyone who would be a detriment to your promotional efforts, of course. And the, my classic example, and I hate to go politics, but if you're writing a book about conservative politics, but you're friends with Bernie Sanders, you probably don't want Bernie Sanders to blurb your book, right? <laughs> so that's an example of how to kind of weed your list to make sure that whoever's supporting you is going to have the right effect that you want. Then you divide your list based on who is an expert and who has a large following. And all the people with a large following, they get put on the influencer side. All the people who are experts but don't necessarily have the large following, they get put on the endorsement side. And then the people in the middle, they can do the whole job of doing both. So that's the skinny on endorsers, influencers, and street team folks. And it's really, it just comes down to common sense, I think. So an example of all of this playing out in real life, one of my authors, his book comes out in January. Um, he knows Jessica Simpson. In fact, his wife is like really good friends with her. They're like childhood friends, right? That's pretty cool. It is. Yeah. It's, and it's just, I mean, that's a great connection to have, right? So she has millions of followers. She's a businesswoman. She's a pop star, all of those things. His book is on mental health. Now, Jessica Simpson is not really known for as being like a mental health advocate, right? But she's a massive household name. So we had this like, and she recently came out with a memoir in which she talked about her mental health and with some struggles that she's been having. So we, we had this like conversation with his publisher, like, what do we do with Jessica Simpson? <laughs> do we ask her to write an endorsement? Do we ask her to write the forward? Do we ask her to be an influencer? What do we do? And we landed on the best spot for her would be influencer because while she knows about mental health and wrote about it, um, she's probably not going to get, you know, the reaction from our target audience the way that we need for her to do the endorsement or the forward. She would be best served by blurbing the book out, by talking about the book on social media. Right. To she her didn't quite, She didn't quite fit that expert category. Mm -hmm. And so the best spot for her was influencer. And that mm -hmm. makes a lot of sense. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But that one was a little tricky to decipher yeah. through. Plus you kind of get, I don't want to say you get dollar signs in your eyes, but just the idea of somebody who's that famous, who has such a huge following, mm -hmm. it can be a little bit blinding because you think, well, why, why wouldn't we have her do the foreword? Why wouldn't we, you right. know, right. Cause it could help sell books, but right. and that was probably not the best role for her or the best fit for the book. Right. And, and it comes down to like knowing your audience and knowing what is going to resonate with them, who, whose names on the cover of the book or like for those endorsements, are they going to be like, Oh yes. Like this I could trust this person and not that she's not trustworthy, but again, like in that space of mental health, it would just feel, I think a bit off unless 
um, you know, so author, the author is also a psychotherapist. So unless she was like one of his clients, like if she was one of his clients, I could see her then doing like maybe a small forward or something like that. But otherwise it just seemed kind of coming out of left field a bit too much. So being an influencer seemed like a much better road for her to take. So I hope now everyone has a good handle on who belongs in a street team, who belongs as an influencer and who belongs as an endorser. Um, And of course, in the coming weeks, we're going to be diving into these more to help everyone just get a better handle on how to do this part of the process well, Uh, because goodness, these days, endorsements and influencers and street teams, they are everything. Thank you for joining us for this episode of the Gate Crashers podcast. If you found value in this episode or in any of the episodes we've done, you can drop a tip in our tip jar. Tips help to offset the cost of the podcast, and they'll also help us grow bigger and better. You can send a tip via PayPal. Simply use our link, paypal.me slash gatecrashers. That's paypal.me, M-E, slash gatecrashers. Or log into PayPal and search us using our username, which is at gatecrashers. And be sure to be here next week for a brand new episode.